welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. Amen. Welcome to tonight's teaching service. And I trust God that tonight you will be blessed as we walk through the scriptures and get illumination on many things we do not know. Close your eyes and let's pray. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We thank you for your ever-present help that has always been with us. Father, as we step into your word, we pray for your presence. We pray that, Lord, your word will bless us. Your word will illuminate us. Your word will teach us something that we never knew. Let our faith be reconstructed. We declare a living faith after tonight. I pray for every dead faith as they listen to your word. I pray for total transformation of the type of faith your people live by. Father, grant me utterance that I will preach your word in clarity and in every wisdom. In Jesus' name. I have prayed. Amen. Take your seat wherever you are. Tonight I begin a three series sermon that will be a blessing to you. A three series sermon I have titled The Living Faith. The Living Faith. The Living Faith. So I'm doing part one today. The Living Faith. The living faith. I want you to put your hand on your heart and pray the Lord as I listen to your word let my faith come alive. 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 As I listen to your word as I hear your word let my faith come alive. Let it be your prayer. Let my faith come alive. 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 As I hear your word, as I listen to your word, let my faith come alive. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I have prayed. Amen. The living faith. Somebody say the living faith. Oh, say the living faith. So, many of us, if not all, I begin teaching. Many of us have a knowledge of what faith is. Many of us are accustomed to the word faith. And every Christian, if you ask every Christian, have you heard of faith? 
you will say, yes, I have faith. There is no single Christian who will say that I don't have faith. But why is it that the faith, faith is a spiritual substance that guarantees your access into the blessing of God. So if we all have faith, why is it that some are winning and some are losing? There is a difference between the faith we all operate. And tonight I'm going to show us the faith that works. And that faith is called the living faith. Say the living faith. Say the living faith. The word faith appears 558 times in the Bible. It appears 558 times in the Bible. So when you read from Genesis chapter 1 to the last verse in Revelations, you will see the word faith appearing 558 times. You will see fear not for 365 times. Fear not. You will see the word love for 258 times. So when you read the Bible, you see 258 times the word love. When you read the Bible, you will see the word righteousness 230 times. Remember the first one, faith. You see it how many times? 558 times. So you will see love for 258 times. You will see righteousness for 230 times. You will see hope for 85 times. So when you read the Bible, you see hope for 85 times. 85 times in the Bible, you will come across the word hope. Now, from this simple statistics, we can see that faith is a primary subject. We can clearly see that faith is a primary subject in the Bible from these statistics I gave you. I said 558 times you will see the word faith in the Bible. 365 times you see the phrase fear not. 230 times you see the phrase righteousness. 258 times you see the word love. So from these statistics, you will see that the word faith is a very important virtue every Christian must have. Tonight we are going to see whether your faith is working. That is, we are, we are in the workshop of faith. And tonight I'm not even, the subject matter will not come up. I'm going to just scratch the surface and the next two Tuesdays we will go deeper. There is what we call the faith. Say the faith. Say the faith. So there is something we call the faith in the Christian circle. And this is the body of a revealed truth on which we live our lives. It's the body of revealed truth 
on which we live our life. So we say the Christian faith. So if you hear the Christian faith, it means that the person believes in the Christian truth or the truth about Christ. So the faith talks about a system, a body made up of a system of truth. Christ died, he resurrected. Without Jesus, you, are, you, are, you won't go to heaven and all that. So we see the Romans chapter 1 verse 5. We are looking at the word defeat. So the faith, what I'm preaching about today is not this one. So it said, by whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name's sake. So the, the, the faith talks about a body of revealed truth. That's not what we are talking about today. Now, there's also what we call a saving faith. The saving faith. Amazing grace. So, that is the faith that makes a person a born again. That is the faith that moves a sinner to become a saint. That is the faith that is basic for salvation. That is the saving faith. Say the saving faith. John chapter 3 verse 16. John chapter 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth. So that is the saving faith. The saving faith. The saving faith. So the faith that saves a man is not what I'm talking about today. So we've seen the faith that talks about the Christian faith. We've seen the saving faith. That is the faith that comes alive for somebody to give his life to Christ. So we see that also in John chapter 6 verse 40. John chapter 6 verse 40. He said, and this is the will of him that sent me, that everyone will see the son and believe it on him. So that is the saving faith. The faith that manifests for a man to be saved in Christ Jesus. But today we are talking about the living faith. The faith that you need in your daily walk with God. The faith that leads you into the promises of God. The faith that guides you in your daily activities. So we are not talking about the saving faith. We are not talking about it. We are talking about the living faith. The faith that you need to practically walk in as a Christian on a daily basis. It is the faith we need every day by which we live out God's promises. So it is the faith that will lead you into prophetic manifestation. It is the faith that will lead you into prosperity. It is the faith that will lead you into the blessing of God. It is the faith that will make you become a great achiever. And that is the living faith. It is only a living faith that can make you a champion. Not the the faith. Not the saving faith. So we need to grow from the saving faith into a living faith. 
until you begin to grow from the saving faith into a living faith, you will not experience the blessing of God. It's not enough to be born again. It is not enough at all. It is good to be born again, but it is best to grow in Christ. And the more you grow in Christ, the more your faith comes alive. A living faith is not a head faith. It's not an intellectual knowledge of faith. A living faith is not in our head. A living faith is not in our books. A living faith is not, I know it in my head. No. A living faith is that faith that moves us into action. So the faith that will move you to pray is a living faith. The faith that will lead you, move you to fast is a living faith. The faith that will make you step into unknown zones knowing that God has gone ahead of you is a living faith. The faith that will lead you to pay your tithe is a living faith. The faith that will lead you to serve the Lord is a living faith. So, a living faith puts a man into action. And tonight we are talking about possessing a living faith. When you check the Bible, every great man, every man worth mentioning was a man who walked in living faith. I don't want to jump the gun, but if you read the Bible cover to cover, you will realize that every man that did something significant for God walked in what we call the living faith. Apostle James in the Bible made us aware that there are faith that are dead. He made it so clear that you can have faith that is dead. So, yes, you have faith, but what type of faith do you have? There are people who put on watches when the watches don't work. Hello? There are people who have cars parked in their homes, but the cars have never been moved for the past 10 years. So you have a car, you are a car owner, but you cannot drive the car. You can have faith, but the faith is dead. Let's go to the Bible. James chapter 2 verse 17. The book of James chapter 2, verse 17. He said, even so faith, if it has not works, is dead. Being alone. Faith without works is dead. It means there is a kind of faith that cannot produce work. And that faith is dead. And if the faith Therefore, if the faith that does not produce an action in you, it means that you cannot access the promises of God. Your faith, no matter the promises of God you have seen, no matter the promises of God you have heard, no matter the prophecies that are over you, until faith moves you into action, you may never see it in your life. It is not enough to know the promises of God in our head. It is not enough 
to know and read the promises of God. It is not enough to, to be aware. It's not enough. There are many Christians who are aware of the promises of God, but they are not ready to take them. And it's only a living faith that moves a man to move towards the promises of God in order to inherit. Give me Hebrews chapter 11. That is the chapter of living faith. He said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. And this, you see, if you connect it to James chapter 2, verse 17, you see that this is not a dead faith. You don't use a dead faith to get a good report. Your, your testimony will be sidelined as long as your faith is dead. When your faith comes alive, you will obtain a good report. So child of God, you can walk in church, you can roam in church, you can become a Christian for a thousand years. If your faith does not produce works, you would never see the promises of God manifesting in your life. I pray that you will not be a busy body in the kingdom, but you will be a man who is walking in a living faith, a faith that is alive. Not the kind of Thomas faith. Thomas wants to see before they believe. But a man walking in living faith believes before he sees. So God is going to speak to you in many ways through the scriptures, through prophecies, through inspirations, through thoughts. But it takes faith to go ahead of the prophecy. So though the prophecy has not physically manifested, I know I am living in the prophecy. That is a living faith. So you begin to work towards it. You begin to prepare yourself towards it. You begin to plant towards the harvest. You begin to build towards that establishment because there is faith in you. Now, if you don't have faith, you cannot inherit any good promise. You, the end product of your life, if you want it to be of a good report, you must walk in living faith. Unfortunately, the enemy has been able to uh, turn Christians into book-long Christians. We believe in book knowledge than spiritual knowledge. Book knowledge is good. Okay? But faith is not book knowledge. Living faith is not book knowledge. Faith goes beyond economics. Faith goes beyond human resource. Faith goes beyond whatever. Faith is a spiritual virtue that when put in action produces results. James is not talking about a saving faith. 
So I hear thy welcome voice that calls me on to thee. Blah, 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 blah. That, that atmosphere will produce a saving faith. Hmm. Are you here? But James is talking about the faith that pushes a man into action. There is no way you can be fruitful if you are not living in faith. Every single tree you see should remind you of the subject of faith. I'll, I'll show you something. Every single tree you see around you, coconut tree, palm tree, plantain tree, whatever, cocoa tree, when you see a tree, remember it's a message of faith. Why? Because the tree may be in Lashibi and it will be raining at Klagon or it will be raining in Dansoman. You will never see the tree walking to Dansoman for rain. Are you here, Nini? You will never see the tree because it's not raining in Lashibi and it's raining in Dansoman. You see that the tree says, hey, I need rain. The tree needs rain, but it will never move to Dansoma. It will be planted at one place, waiting and knowing that if today is a dry season, tomorrow will be a raining season. That is faith. Faith! Don't worry, don't, 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 don't clap, just soak it. That's what I want. It's a teaching service. Soak it. Soak the word. Faith knows that God will come true no matter what. That is the living faith. Anybody that stands for God, God will manifest on his behalf. Anybody that stands for God, faith stands on truth, not facts. Faith is a product of truth and not facts. The facts can be perfectly opposite the truth. So you can have the facts and it will be the fact, but it is not the truth. So like Eliab, Eliab was telling the people or telling um, David that you have left the few sheep who should take off the sheep and it was the fact okay it was the fact that David takes care of the sheep who is taking care of the sheep but it's not the truth that David was a proud person it was not the truth he said eh, I, I know it's the, it's the haughtiness of your heart and you have come to no but what he was saying it was not the truth faith is birth in truth. And that is what we need. Faith. It doesn't matter what COVID has turned the world into. It doesn't matter what COVID has turned employment and business deals into. If we begin to believe God and walk by faith, doing what he has instructed us, planting the seeds we should plant, correcting what we must correct, 
making wild steps as we are led. No matter what the atmosphere is saying, our breakthrough will manifest. Yes. Faith is no respecter of atmosphere. Or they know. We call him or they know. When, when living faith is in action, it doesn't matter the atmosphere. It doesn't matter the circumstance. Why, why, why will you take a seed and put it in the ground? And the seed will be in the ground and begin to germinate. That is faith. Faith does not care the environment. If only it's a living faith, it will break through. And I want you to develop a very wild appetite to build and possess a living faith. The secret to your success. Give me the amplified version of this. The secret to your success as a Christian is your possession of a living faith. Possession of a living faith. Not your possession of a four-wheel drive. Not a possession of a wild perfume. No. The secret to your success as a Christian, even in the 21st century, is your possession of a living faith. The Bible says, for by faith, trust and holy favor, born of faith, the men of old had divine testimony, born to them and obtained a good report. If you want to receive a testimony from God, you must walk in a living faith. Yes. And not a dead faith. And today, somewhere, somehow, I will not go deep into the living faith. I'll conclude the teaching, I'm going to step into that area soon, with three characteristics of a dead faith. Yeah, of a dead faith. There are people who pray and God does nothing. And there are people who pray and God does everything. It's not that the people are special, no. God didn't say that, I have chosen these people to pray. When they pray, I will answer. No. God has chosen every Christian to pray. And when we pray, he promised that when we pray in his name, he will answer. Are you following me? But prayer is a spiritual activity governed by principles. So you can pray and God would not respond. <laughs> and another person will pray and God will respond. You saw the Pharisee and the sinner praying. And God, Jesus gave attention. He was telling them, this one, eh, the one that is praying like this, Lord, forgive me my sins, is the one that God is listening to. So you can, you, 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 you can be in church for 20 years and never know how to pray. You can be in church for 20 years and never know how to build a Christian life. And that is why we do teaching service. We take our time and we talk. Because until you are built, you cannot build others. That is why we are struggling to win souls. Faith is not alive in us again. Because the average Christian is not well built. 
And this is why we do teaching service. Then maybe from next month, I won't come live for teaching service. <laughs> we have to pay attention to scripture. Else we'll produce bad candidates for marriages. We'll produce bad candidates for politics. We'll produce bad candidates for corporate work. And then the society will start blaming the church again. So today we are going to look at dead faith. Three characteristics. Faith is like a tree. Faith is like a tree. Why? Because the type of faith you carry will produce fruit after its kind. So if you are carrying a dead faith, the fruit you will get from that faith will be dead fruits. It will show. If you are carrying a living faith, your fruits will tell us whether you are carrying a living faith. A living faith will produce fruits that are desirable. A dead faith will produce fruits that brings shame. That brings discouragement. That brings failure. But a living faith will produce fruits that are desirable. What type of faith are you operating on? What type of faith are you operating on? Are you frustrated in your Christian work? The reason is that your faith is not alive. There is no Christian who has filled the anointing. Whose whose, ah, the anointing is here? Whose faith is alive? That is frustrated. Hmm. (laughs) When your faith is alive, you can never be a frustrated Christian. So the more you say, Pastor, I mean, I'm tired. Pastor, I'm even frustrated. Pastor, I mean, I'm depressed. It means your faith is not alive. Your environment notwithstanding, a living faith will produce in you the winner. Your atmosphere notwithstanding, it means that no matter the atmosphere you find yourself in, a living faith will give you a divine testimony. Oh, Jesus, thank you for your presence. We care so much about our look. We care so much about how people think about us. We care so much about what a lot of things. <laughs> what are some of the things that you care about, Tilly? Plenty things. Your weight. He cares so much about your upcoming birthday party. Your upcoming birthday party. The colors you use. We care so much about our upcoming weddings. Pastor, I mean now, I mean, when I'm coming, I've, I've imported an Italian voice. You know, they are going to speak Italiano to invite us. So, Ikado, Oyakutu, that means I try to say, Let's welcome the bride. We care so much about many things. But are we K 
careful do we care about the kind of faith we are having as Christians? As a Christian, do you, are you worried about the kind of faith you have? As a Christian, are you worried about, watch me please, I'm preaching. Are you worried about the kind of faith you have as a Christian? We, 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 we don't think about that. It's not our worry. We are worried about Charlie. My bank account, my pastor. My bank account, that is my worry. As a Christian, you must be very interested in the type of faith you have. Yes. And I'll show you the scripture. It's a teaching service, so it's a calm, soaking atmosphere. You must be interested. And there are things that doesn't produce a living faith. And things that produce dead faith. Unfortunately for our generation, there are more activities outside the church, in the church, that is leading more to dead faith. There's so much noise, but little guiding us into living faith. Are you following me? James chapter 2, verse 14. James chapter 2, verse 14. What does it profit, my brethren? Though a man say he has faith and have not works, can faith save him? So it means... (laughs) Faith is a savior. It saves you from poverty. It saves you from diseases. It saves you from calamity. It saves you from failure. It saves you from disappointment. It can pick you from the background, the backside, and bring you to the front. It can launch you into a realm of blessing. It saves you from destruction. But if your faith is without works... God, the, any message that promise you God giving you blessings on a silver platter is not the gospel. Even salvation, the sinner will need the saving faith. I showed you in John chapter 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes That is the saving faith. So nothing happens to a Christian without his involvement in the kingdom of God. It's like a bus. VIP. They have bought buses to take people from here to Kumasi. Jesus has died on the cross and has made salvation available unto all men. How can VIP take you to Kumasi? Talk to me. You have to go and buy a ticket and book it and sit down and let the driver available drive you to Kumasi. Church, don't sit down in church looking in the air waiting for manna. 
Walabodo, that you are sitting down, manna. You must put your faith to work. It may be little. It may be tiny. It may be so tiny, but put it to work. That is the only way you can receive from God. May you not end your life recounting pain, shame, and disappointment. May you end your life with good report. Yeah. And it only comes by faith that is alive. And the faith that is alive is the faith that has many works. Many works. It's only a dead man that doesn't play football. Living men play football. So if your faith is alive, it must be put to work. Now, let's look at three characteristics of a dead faith. Yes. Number one. Dead faith is a head faith. Dead faith is an intellectual faith. There are Bible scholars who don't have any living faith. They know the Bible, but they don't have faith in God. When you have a dead faith, when you come to church doing praise and worship, you don't praise and worship as you ought to. There is a standard of worship and praise that pleases God. There is a standard of praise and worship that is acceptable before the Lord. When you have a dead faith, when they declare 40 days of power, you don't fast. Because it is, you have a head knowledge of faith. You can quote Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1. You have a head knowledge of faith. How the apostles were killed for the sake of the gospel. You have a head knowledge of faith. How the widow met the prophet and the prophet said, give me water. Whilst he was, you can even preach it. You can preach the faith. But it is still not living until action is provoked by the faith you have. And that is unfortunately, unfortunately, many of us are operating in that kind of faith. Head knowledge. When you have a head knowledge faith, you don't tithe. The last time there was a pastor preaching all over the place that New Testament Christians shouldn't tithe. After five months, he came out again and started changing his mouth. Truth is truth. When your faith is dead, you will not serve God the way you should serve God. A dead faith is a head faith. A faith is in your head. Intellectual and how many of you know that intellectual endorsement is, is inadequate. You don't know. 
Eh. Okay. I'll give you an example. Intellectual endorsement is not enough. The fact that somebody holds a certificate as a doctor doesn't mean that he can actually work as a doctor. There are some doctors, when you enter their office, as you are talking, they are typing in Google. By the time you finish, he's actually reading your treatment from Google. Go, go, doctor. Are you here? There are some. Why is it that some people will be building and a storm comes and the whole building is down? They will show you all the permits. They will give you the company that built it. The architect's name with his registration still renewed. So intellectual endorsement is not adequate. One day, Dr. Taba was preaching and he said that, let your degrees well water. Did you understand? Yeah. No. <laughs> your degree, no. It must have an impact. I say you. In these days where they are doing Zoom classes, hey, people just put their thing, they just log in, they just, their thing is somewhere Exams, but no more deeper, but no more continue, no more passing. There are lawyers who can't cut one single article or something. There are corporate lawyers who have not gone to court because their companies haven't gotten an issue. Intellectual knowledge of faith will kill you before your time. Intellectual knowledge of faith. God doesn't need people with intellectual knowledge of faith. No. Because even demons have that intellectual knowledge of faith. Demons believe in God. <laughs> and they tremble at God. Demons. They believe in God and they tremble at God. So, you knowing faith in your head is not enough. The practicality, you see, and some of us, you know that God speaks to you. But when God speaks to you, you say, and something, how can you reduce God to something? So, why would God speak to you again? God is speaking to you. Just imagine that you are eh, eh, You are talking to you. Then your, your eh, child will come out from the room. Ah, eh, ah. Something called me. You, he said. <laughs> so Sunday, I was after, after commanding your week. It is commanding your week that supports my voice, not Sunday. Sir. So after I was on the bed around 9, 30, 10. Then the Holy Spirit brought somebody's name into my spirit. Then I told LP, ah, ah, this guy's wife, are you not sure she's due? Ah, the name is coming too much. Okay, let me check. 
So, then I tested him. So, I've not seen you in church for some time. Where have you been? So, yes, not, he's not in the country, blah, blah, blah. I said, how is your wife? He said, oh, I said, is she not you? He said, oh, we are expecting this week. So, the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. But if your faith is dead, you will say something is speaking to you. So I sent her a message. I said, look there. I said, so pastor, I'm going to the hospital on Monday. Ah. The Holy Spirit was speaking to me. As I'm speaking to you now, she has delivered. The Holy Spirit was speaking to me. The faith that is dead is head knowledge. That is when, when they are raising a seed in the church and the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. You say that it is the pastor that is emotionally moving you. Pastor, no, I said that. Oh, mommy, you feeling mobo, mobo, be. No. <laughs> a living faith has no negotiation point. <laughs> Next, next week, I'll start the characteristics of a living faith. This I'm just showing you what is a dead faith. It's a head knowledge. Knowing it in your head is not enough. Jesus knowing that his death will save sinners was not enough. He had to die. God knowing that sending my son to save the world will solve the issue of sin and its punishment was not enough. The son must come unto us as a child is given. Unto us as a, a, a child is born, unto us a son is given. Are you following me? James chapter 2 verse 19. The highest point of your Christian glory is when you are basking in living faith. Yes. Did you hear that? The highest point of your Christian glory is when you are basking, you are glowing in living faith. He said, Thou believest that there is one God, is faith. Thou doest well. You've done well. But listen, the devils also believe and they tremble. But the difference between the believer who is walking in living faith and the demon who has faith and believes that there is God and tremble, the difference between the believer who is walking in living faith is that the believer is a practitioner of faith. Demons know, but they don't practice it. They oppose the will of God. But the man who is working in living faith is a practitioner of the will of God. So, if we will matter to God and matter in our generation and matter in the kingdom of God, we must become individuals who are wired in the frame 
of living faith. Whatever God has said, we must believe without doubt that he is able to do. Therefore, whatever he tells us to do, we must do it. So Mary told them that whatever he tells you to do, that man can turn water into wine. That man can part the Red Sea. That man can raise the dead. But if he tells you to do something and you don't do it, you will not see the wine. The only way you can be transported into the manifestation of God's word is walking in living faith. In this COVID season, fewer people are praying, fewer people are attending church, fewer people are fasting, fewer people are dedicated, fewer people are loyal, fewer people are giving, fewer people are tithing. Many didn't pay their first foot this year. No excuse is justifiable. Because a man consumed in living faith gives no excuse. That man is like Esther. If I perish, I perish. If I give my money to God and God will watch me go hungry, let it be. But you will never give money to God. You see, unfortunately, when we give money to God, we are expecting money back. But most of the times, God gives divine wisdom. Every money you put on the altar provokes something from God. It may not be money. It may be a good will. It may not be money. It may be wisdom. It may not be money. It may be an open door. It may not be money. It may be somebody God is bringing your way. It may not be money. It may be good health. Good health. Has your health failed before? The other day we were watching news and the man was giving a talk and all that he had stroke. Whilst talking. Do you know what it means to have stroke? Living faith does not stop following God. No matter what. And if Jesus should come now, many people will go to hell than if he had come before COVID. Yeah. May the Lord help us walk in living faith. You can believe a promise and yet fail to exercise your faith towards it. Have you checked your tithing record this year? When we fasted for 40 days, how many days did you fast? It will tell you the kind of faith you are operating in now. Didn't you realize it was more difficult fasting this time? It should tell you that hell has broken loose on humanity. It's more difficult learning now. It's more difficult for people to be disciplined now. 
it's more difficult for people to fall in alignment now. Everything is showing that there is pressure on humanity. 25 years ago, who would have thought, you won't mention that you are gay. Let alone come on social media. This is the time for us to wire ourselves and ground ourselves in living faith. Living faith is spiritual and heartfelt. Anything that is heartfelt is real. Anything that is heartfelt is real. It's real. Number two, quickly. Death faith is a tongue faith. Death faith is a tongue faith. It's, it's something you are just saying. I am a big man. I am a great man. I will not die poor. This, this, this. I am the head and not the tail. And you are doing things that people at the tail are doing. I can never be poor. You are not paying your tight. You are not giving. Now we two, three, three years so. I can never be poor. <laughs> I can. It, it is. It is. It is. It is. Action. Words without action. I told you some time ago last year when I was preaching on faith. Every year I preach on faith. But it comes in a different way. Last year, I told you that faith is not just a confession. It's a what? Profession. You, are, you, have, been, you, you have to be schooled in the school of faith. That is why you can meet a seamstress. She might have stopped sewing for 15 years. But you sit her behind the sewing machine she will not miss her way because that is her profession. She has been trained into it. Dead faith is just a tongue faith. Saying you are a Christian and you don't behave as a Christian. One of the products of preaching is to make you oriented towards good works. Yeah. I am not preaching for you to give bad works. Maybe the church, we are not preaching well. Like Christians will not be killing people. That man who killed those three children is a Christian. A certain husband took gun and killed the wife. Christians. Another one to kill their wife. And they took a picture on the church altar. They were in church. What are we preaching? Or what are you forcing us to preach? You let me just... We will say, grace and oil, no. We compare prophets by the Gua. We will say, I'm a man. come left and right. Your friend was, hey! Emilia. I see E-M-E-L-I-E. Emilia. Who is Emilia. And I see A R H I N. Who is Emilia? It's me, it's me, it's me. Come, come and stand here. You see that the place before. 
Why are we making mockery of prophecy like that? Yeah, I pray that one of the, some of the prophets, when they come and they, God is speaking to them about you now, you say, oh, wait, I did too much. Then faith is just a tongue. I win souls. I win souls. Lord, use me to win souls. Lord, use me to win souls. You sat in a trotro. The Holy Spirit was telling you to speak to the person. You didn't. Our speech must of necessity move with our action. Jesus said that I'm going to die. Look, you can destroy this temple in three days. I'll raise it. Did he die or not? Who are we copying? Jesus, then our words must match our actions. Faith that is dead is only on the tongue. But you see, it is because the faith that is alive is also on the tongue. But it doesn't remain on the tongue because it is heartfelt. It moves a man into action. You said this year you buy a land. Since January. Because you went to ask for the price of a land. One. And they said it's $35,000. You just said. Hey, that one. God buy your own land and build. <laughs> I am just but a man. <laughs> I am just but a man. Lord, buy your land. You are done. Faith that is dead is only on your tongue. You talk big, you do little. Am I, am I helping somebody? It is words without action. Anytime you see that you are committing to more words and less action, Diagnose your faith. It is dead. Before the beginning of the year, you told God, God, I will this year, this year, this year, this year, I will read one book every month. One chapter self, you know, read. We are eighth. We are, we are August. Oh, by the end of July, I should have finished the Old Testament. You started well. The only holiness apostle in town. <laughs> the whole area was hearing of you. Reading. <laughs> when your husband comes around and he wants to talk to you, cry, then you start. And the remnant who have escaped of the house of Judah. <laughs> shall again take root downward and bear fruits. And the remnant who has escaped shall again <laughs> you became an apostle in two weeks into the year. After two weeks you have become a COVID-19 commentator. 
Do you know the thing is killing people? Do you know the thing is if it will kill us, that's kill us long term. Africa. You are, you've worn your mask like you have been wearing an armor. You don't wear. You don't wear. You go to work, you don't wear. Because you believe that your workers, they don't have COVID. Amen. Living faith must be more than words. James chapter 2 verse 16. Then we move to the last one we close. Give me NLT, a very interesting verse. He said, and you say goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. But when then, don't, so give me verse 15. There's something that links it. Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and you say goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. <laughs> but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? Give me GNT 15 to 16. Am I teaching you today? Is that GNT 15? Hey, what has happened? So, that faith is the faith that is on words only, no action. Saying I love you and hating you. Say you love your wife and you hate her. You love your wife, you insult her. You love your wife, you don't help her. It's a dead faith. Hallelujah. You love Jesus, you don't serve him. It's a dead faith. You love God, you don't pray. It's a dead faith. You love your pastor, you insult him. It's a dead faith. You love Jesus, you don't serve him. It's a dead faith. I love the spirit of the Lord. You are not living a holy life. It's a dead faith. Number three. Dead faith makes God's word of no effect. The third characteristic of dead faith. Don't ever think that faith works automatically. No. Faith must work when it is living. A dead faith doesn't work. So a dead faith will make the word of God of non-effect. That is why a season can pass and some people will never see the fruits of the season. And a season will come and some people will see the fruit of the season. And may you see the fruits of the season of fruitfulness. Yeah. Now, watch Jesus' words against the Pharisee. Mark chapter 7, verse 13. Are you back? Mark chapter 7. Oh, okay, let me read that verse. Let me read that verse in the GNT from 15 before we come to Mark chapter 7, verse 13. Now, this one said, suppose there are brothers and sisters who need clothes and don't have enough to eat. What good is there 
in saying, in your saying to them, God bless you. <laughs> Keep warm and eat well. How will they eat well? They don't have. If you don't give them the necessities of life. May we not, may, may our love not be empty. Yes. When God said he loved us, he gave us the most treasured gift ever. That is why the love of God can never be equated to any kind of love on earth. So move to Mark chapter 7 verse 13. Making the word of God of none effect through your tradition which ye have, de- ye have delivered and many such like th- things do ye. Give me the GNT. In this way, the teaching you pass on to others cancels out the word of God. Ah. And there are many other things like this that you do. So, you see, the, the things that are happening now actually has happened before. There are things we do that neutralizes the power of God in his word on, on us. There is something you can do that to nullify the prophecy that comes on you. So it is not like if God has said it, it will automatically come to pass. If God says it and I align myself, nothing can happen to the prophetic word. It will come to pass. There is nothing wrong with the prophetic word. There is everything wrong with our heart. Are you here, Lucy? Yes. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with the air condition. There was, there was nothing wrong. We, start, we had some issues with it last week. This one. Do you know the problem? The gas was finished. So they refilled the gas. It's working as if, if I didn't tell you, you know. There is nothing wrong with the word of God. Everything is wrong with our faith. We don't believe God enough. Yes, because of the many things we go through. There are many things. I mean, I saw a picture where a woman lost five, five of her children. Five of her children. Hello, I'm preaching. Five. I tell you, if you were the woman, if you don't take care, you won't believe that there's God again. Five of her children. There are things we go through that makes us vulnerable and orient us towards dead feet. I remember when they told me that Pastor Blessing was passed. Oh, I, wanted, I wanted to go and pray for him. When I got there, I, don't, I didn't know that I was a Christian. Faith was gone. There are issues that you go through in life that can kill your faith. And for information, your faith can die. Yes, your faith can die and you can become an ordinary person. Give me the message version. Don't get to that point. You will not get to that point. 
You are too anointed to get to that point. You are a destiny game changer. You will not get to that point. May you live your life in living faith all the days of your life. He said, you scratch out God's word and scrawl a wimp in its place. You do a lot of things like this. Give me the amplifier. Thus, you are nullifying and making void and of no effect the authority of the word of God through your tradition, which you intend hand over. And many things of this kind you are doing. That means our actions can nullify the power, the authority of the word of God. One of the temptations in our time is to fall in habits that neutralizes the authority of the word of God in our lives. Where we believe in ourselves. We believe in our intellectual capacity. We believe in connections. Yesterday I was telling Sami about a testimony. And you can see how money can shortcut prayer. <laughs> oh. Yes. As I'm speaking to you now, a colleague came to me and I, I will call some of you for help came to me, the child is autistic and they have to take the, the child to outside for a procedure. $17,000. And we are praying. We are praying. We are, do you know that there's an ungodly man be somewhere that can just be moved and say come for $20,000? That's a, a chicken change. The temptation in our time is for us to rely on human strength. Yes. It's so high. It's so high. We hardly pray before we eat now. When was the last time you prayed before you ate? Let me see. When was the last time you prayed before you slept? Let me see. It's so bad. When was the last time you fasted on your own? Let me see. Yeah. I'm not talking about... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not sure you did that kind of fast I'm talking about. This one, you fasted to get something from God. You didn't fast to get anything from God. What time and time did you fast? What scripture did you read? What did God say? Not that, not that, no, not that kind of fasting. What did faith do No, not talking about that. When was the last time you went in search of a soul? Without, you see. <clears throat> We have plenty work to do, but we'll be doing this more, more. <laughs> faith must come alive. And God's faith will bring us into the full manifestation of his promises. We are raising Christians who are wicked. 
who are careless, who are godless. The living faith is not there again. It's dead faith. We chop our tithe, we don't feel anything. And when you preach, you say, don't preach about works. We have long past faith. We have long past salvation. We have long past grace. We have given our life to Christ. Let's end it there. You are in Christ. Now listen. You need to work in good works. You need to work. Work your faith. Your faith must be put to work. Else you can never receive any promise from God. Nobody is saying your works is saving you. We have passed it. You are in the kingdom. Settle. Settle and gym. Settle and exercise. Settle and eat well. I saw a picture where a very elderly man was in Pampas and he was in a childhood and he was drinking. It was, I think, Pastor Neil kind of posted it. Was on a feeding bottle. Then they said, is it not time for you to start eating meat? Is it not time for us to start eating meat? Living faith. Living faith. If you are believing God for a miracle and the miracle does not happen, Will you stop following God? Dead faith has the power to make the word of God powerless. So the word of God is powerful. He has said it in Isaiah chapter 55. His word will not return unto him void. But dead faith can make the word of God powerless. Powerless. The thing is powerful but it can make it look powerless. That is why he said you make it of none. You neutralize the authority of the word of God by your dead faith. Yes. You not praying can neutralize the word of God. Yes. You not praying. And Jesus went to them. Couldn't you pray for one hour? It meant a lot. The Bible said early before dawn, Jesus will wake up and go and pray. And when he comes out, you see the miracles. The Bible says, if you not fasting can let you miss out on something. Don't let anybody deceive you. You not reading. Reading the Bible. Reading books. Going to school can let you miss out on something. Yes. You not being nice or you not loving people can let you miss out on something. You not giving can let you miss out on something. Exercise your faith, child of God. Exercise your faith. You're not serving God. I, I saw an article. There's this benefit, physical benefit of you being a church goer, a church member. Plenty. And the statistic shows that fewer people, fewer church members commit suicide. People who are church people, fewer of them commit suicide. Go and check the statistics to tell you. Fewer people. Because when you come to church, you release stress. You fraternize. You fellowship. You connect. You come and pour your burdens. You worship God. You pray. That's a comforting word. Maybe we are like knowing your direct prophecy. The coffee. BP comes down. Because there's no debt collector standing by you in church. <laughs> in church, everybody is your brother and sister. No enemy by you. 
if we don't obey God enough, we will miss out on certain blessings. Build your capacity to obey God. Let the capacity to obey God in your life become bigger and bigger as the day goes on. The more stronger that capacity is, the more you can receive from God. And the more your faith will come alive. Yes. Can our faith come alive? We can. We can walk in living faith. It's possible. There are are many testimonies that we can share, but sometimes because of life, you are very careful what to say. But you can walk in living faith. Amen. The last things I will say, the faith you don't attend to will die. The faith you don't attend to will die. It is very easy to switch from living faith to dead faith. If you don't attend to that faith, if you don't feed your faith, if you don't nourish your faith, if you don't work at building your faith, if we don't feed our faith, if we don't water our faith, it will die. That is why we must not stop praying, we must not stop studying the Bible, we must not stop uh, fellowshipping. All these things helps you to be in tune with God. A faith you don't attend to will die. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. It's not enough to be on fire yesterday. You must be on fire today and tomorrow. Examine, look at this scripture carefully. Examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. <laughs> is, it, is it okay? Are you here? Examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. Whether you are in the faith, examine yourself. Prove your own selves. Don't wait for somebody to tell you something. And I say, Osubai is a son. He said, Prove your own self. Know ye not your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye, except ye be reprobates. For lighter word, give me GNT. Unless, what, what procrastinate, then you will know this. That's the meaning. He said, put yourselves to the test and judge yourselves. To find out whether you are living in faith. Ask somebody, are you living in faith? Or you are dead in faith? Ask yourself, am I living in faith? Or I'm dead in faith? Examine yourself. Test yourself. Test yourself. Test yourself. Tight every month. Tighten is you are testing your faith. Say your faith to see that you've carried the title you are bringing and you say, oh, go, go, go. Test the faith. <laughs> Test it. When you wake up to pray and sleep is heavy, have you experienced it before? 
you don't know how the thing comes. I always picture it like, hey, <laughs> my son's trying to pull the curtain down. When my eyes are closing in prayer, it's like these boys are pulling curtains down. Or Tom and Jerry trying to pull a curtain down. You are opening your eyes. You've opened your eyes, eh? but the pupil is closing. Test your faith. Stay in prayer in that moment. Do everything possible to pray. Do everything possible to break that new ground. Don't be afraid. Test your faith faith by facing uncertainty and unknown path. And as you take a step at a time, your faith, how do you, you know, there are people there are people who can lift this thing with one hand. Me, I can't. Because I have not, it's not that I don't have the, uh, the capacity to develop that ability. There are two different ways. I have the capacity to build that ability, but I have not. But there are people who have, and they can. The more you test your faith, the more you build the capacity and the ability to do the impossible. Don't just be saying, I will do the impossible. I will do the impossible. I am a great achiever. How will you do that if you don't build your faith? All these messages I'm preaching is channeled to great achievement. You cannot achieve anything great without the, the, the matter of faith living. One day may your testimony be like, I didn't have anything, but I believe God. And I took this step, and the Lord multiplied it. That is a living faith. I end with this statement. Jesus. Why do you want your faith to work when you don't attend to it? The car you don't service will fail you the time you need it most. It will fail you. The time you need it most, you see that you will spark the car. You will spark the car and it will come when you have gone to visit your beloved family. They've introduced you. Now, everybody has, hey, Charlie, guy, the work car. Mumbia gets no man no and your would-be father-in-law will come and stand there. Oh, my son. I'm, I'm, I'm sure the battery. Oh, that, no, it's not the battery. It, it was working, no. It, it has not... <laughs> you know, brother-in-law, please come and help him push the car. I mean, you push it, push it, push it. My son, you back the car. You park the car and get a mechanic. You were not attending to the car. Now you use it. Let me show you the scripture and I close. Luke chapter 22 verse 32. Don't let your faith fail. When you don't invest in your faith, it will fail when you need it. But 
I have prayed for you, Simon, that your faith will not fail. And when you turn back to me, you must strengthen your brothers. It means that if Jesus had not made an investment on behalf of Peter into his faith, it would have failed. Why do you think that your faith will work automatically? You don't take the word of God serious. We don't listen to the word. We don't practice the word. When we come and listen to the word and that we get excited, we are, they did a survey in church. And I think I'll do some. When they close church, then they send some people with questionnaire. What did pastor preach? What was the title? What was the verses? What did you learn? When they put it together, only 30% to 35% had something substantial to say. Oh, it was powerful. I love pastors preaching. I like, oh, you let me laugh. Oh, I like the church. It's a nice family. We didn't say you like the church. What did they preach? What are you taking away? Because what you take away is what will make you. What you take away. Rise up on your feet. Let's pray. Lift your two hands and pray. The Lord, I refuse to walk in the dead feet. Lift your voice. Lift your two hands and pray. If you are watching online, Lift your voice and pray also. Shapaya namahatabas. Ekelemakopatabayas. Iantalababa soteleme. Rakatelemakobasundaba. Rapaleme kazabaketa. Lekesetelemakalina. Rapaya katalababa. Lord, we pray in the name of Jesus. We decree and we declare our faith will not fail. Our faith will not die. Our faith will not die. Our faith will not grow cold. In the name of Jesus, we decree and we declare we walk in the living faith. We walk in the faith. That produces miracles. That laba soketababa faith mama sotabaya mountain moving faith miracle provoking faith arakatoshataba reshi dividing faith. We decree and we declare that our faith in you will not die. Arokotoma kadia areketele mashadaba rabababababa atala bababababa aragadaba shadaba ekala you want to pray and say Lord help my unbelief you want to pray and say Lord have mercy on me you want to pray maybe you are like Peter your faith was first in, in place you had a living faith you began walking on the water and something happened and some way somehow you began to sing you want to pray in the name of Jesus Jesus, the Lord help my unbelief, help my unbelief, help my unbelief. I refuse to operate in that faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you that Lord, our faith is coming alive. We refuse to forfeit our inheritance in you. We shall take delivery of the total package of your blessings for our lives. Atmosphere notwithstanding. Economy notwithstanding. Situations notwithstanding. By faith, we will take full delivery of every good report you have destined for us. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. 
and everybody shall shout a big amen. Turn to a friend, turn to your brother and say, walk in the living faith. Oh, tell the person, walk in the living faith. The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.